Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Away From Home podcast number four with me, John Hillcock, a podcast about music and exploring unfamiliar territory, and it's presented in association with Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Since we last spoke, there's been a royal wedding, an FA Cup final, an exceedingly dull FA Cup final, uh, an all-encompassing GDPR data purge, which appears to have had little effect on anyone's inbox whatsoever. The BBC has announced it's to close its Made of Owl studios, and Morrissey has said some appalling things. Twice. I've also rescued a wounded pigeon, attempted to do more exercise, and immediately got a cold, which made me sound a bit like Iggy Pop when I was on the radio last week. If Iggy Pop were from 1980s Northwest Kent instead of Ann Arbor, and uh, afflicted with a somewhat less nihilistic sense of conviction. Something that possibly is worth talking about is a few gigs that I've been to since we last spoke, since the Nick Luskin podcast. I saw a good new band called Value Void play alongside the Goon Sacks at Gorilla in Manchester. Um, after the show, I introduced myself to the Goon Sacks and said pretty much nothing but, you're really good, for five minutes. And we're surprised they didn't actually call security to have someone from an elderly care unit to come and have me taken away. Uh, but they were excellent. The songs from the new album sounded very good as well. I also saw Henry Wu's Kamal Williams outfit play a tiny show in the basement of a Moroccan restaurant in the week of release of a great new album called The Return, um, a show which featured some of the coolest audience members I've ever seen, most of them wearing hats. If there's one thing to characterise my own experience of the nascent jazz boom, it's uh, the fantastic array of headwear you seem to get at the shows. Obviously, it does make it more difficult to see anything. Also saw Hayley Hendricks play a brilliant intimate little show at the Islington in North London as well, which I actually mentioned at the end of this podcast. It was a show that was only slightly marred by a very irritating 
older, sort of middle-aged couple who seem to sneak in via the bar directly behind me and flirted with each other, excruciatingly, embarrassingly flirted with each other throughout the show. Um, and I know it's boring to complain about people talking at gigs and you know people being generally inconsiderate at shows. It does happen so much, but still, screw you, you giant assholes. Also last night, also saw one of the best bands I've come across in recent years. Finally got to see Crack Cloud live. Um, I've talked about them a lot. I've uh, played them on the radio a lot, and I've even played them on this podcast, actually. Um, but, but they play at the Shackwell Arms this Sunday, and I, if you can go, go, because they are one of the best things I've seen. They were everything that I wanted them to be last night at the Lexington um, in support of Drala. Uh, I should also say, if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, welcome. Uh, you might have heard me talking about this on Six Music a little while ago with Tom Robinson. He very kindly invited me onto his show, now playing to talk about this podcast on his uh, now playing Blue Sky special. And um, we talked about how music can bring people together, basically. And it was a lovely, honest chat. And I got to play some uh, very uplifting gospel funk by Pastor T.L. Barrett, which was nice. Uh, But if you are new, thank you for coming and listening to this podcast. Basically, there's a big interview with somebody coming up soon. And I'll bookend that interview with two bits of chatting this is one of them, and also a song choice as well, and I'm going to pick one of the songs now. I should also say as well that these songs are not played in full if you're listening to the download of this podcast, but you can listen to them in full on the Mixcloud version, which streams there. Uh, all of the songs in full on there. This is something on the great On The Corner record label by K-Lab. K-Lab is an Italian man, Raphael Costatino, who is a DJ-turned-producer who forges huge electronic and Afro rhythms with future-based jazz and field recordings. In interviews, he said that he uses his alter ego, uh, K-Lab, to overcome the stress and panic attacks that he's suffered in the past from uh, trying to be creative and just make a mark with his music. He's now recorded a debut album, which is out later this year, and it features all kinds of great guests, including Shabaka Hutchins, Moses Boyd, Tamar Osborne, and Clap Clap, uh, other Italian producers among others and this is one of the tracks from that record it's the first off it it's called Dense and it does feature absolutely blistering saxophone from Shabaka Hutchings this is K-Lab Dense with Shabaka Hutchings and Tommaso Capolato <laughs> This week's Away From Home podcast is with Koji Radical. Koji was born Quadwo Adu Genfi Amponsa to Ghanaian parents in East London, actually not a million miles away from where we recorded our conversation. He went to the London College of Fashion where he made art and wrote and performed poetry and spoken word material and after graduating in 2014 he released a debut EP called Dear Daisy. Uh, You'll hear a song or two from that in our interview. Uh, After that he went on to release the track Bamboo which was the first of his songs to gain real traction uh, partly because of the striking video in which he appeared physically painted black Uh, something else that he sort of uh, touches upon briefly in our conversation. 
We spoke a few months after the release of his 23 Winters EP in 2016, which is when Koji was 23 and his music sounded more rugged and socio-political and confrontational. Uh, the year before our conversation, he toured the UK with uh, Young Fathers, and there was one particular show in Oxford, uh, which he later described as a real low point, and he goes into detail about that Oxford nightmare at the start of our conversation. In the time since we spoke, Koji's music has changed quite a lot. Um, he actually said in our chat that he's not a rapper, uh, I don't know if that's something that he's still necessarily saying now, but um, he said he wanted to move away from being relied upon to be a political mouthpiece um, and has wanted to write about more internal, personal struggles. In March of this year, uh, after the release of a song, If Only, Koji released a statement which reads, Despite how easy it is to keep up appearances, I struggled with depression heavily last year. I came out the other side more hungry and more passionate because the ability to create and express myself literally saved my life. This year, I want to make the most empowering music about my sadness. I want people not to be afraid to feel. I want people to use my music as a safe place and feel energised. Sometimes being able to speak up can make all the difference. So interestingly, this, uh, this conversation you're about to hear with Koji took place just prior to this period that he talks about where he was feeling especially low. Uh, this podcast interview is the first away from home to break a rule that I set myself in that it didn't happen in Koji's home. I did ask to do it in his home, but uh, his people and him sort of said, well, he only listens to music on his phone anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And we ended up recording it uh, in this small room with a huge stereo in the back of an anonymous East London bar. It was recorded in the middle of the afternoon and Koji just got back from playing a small show in Amsterdam. Uh, we listened to quite a few different songs, mostly chosen by him, and I think it's worth avoiding looking at the track list. As I often sort of think for this podcast, it's nice if you don't know what's coming next, so maybe avoid looking at the track list before you hear what he chooses. Also, um, I left in a lot of Koji's microphone recordings from while the songs are playing because I think it's really infectious to hear his reaction to some of the music and also... Um, well, it might just make you grin while you hear it, as it did for me when I was listening back to it. So Koji Radical in conversation with songs after this from his 23 Winters EP released a few months before we met. This is Bamboo. I used to walk past the cemetery on the pathway to my boy's house to sit, get lifted and dream about how we wanted to live. Irony in action, fractions of honesty divide people into factions, those who will and those who actually will. I guess things aren't what they used to be. Thank you, I'll hold it with both hands like an infant child. Thank you. What's that you're drinking? Gin and... Rum and ginger. Rum and ginger. Yeah. Because the ginger's good for me, I hope. And the rum is nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got back from Amsterdam last night. Oh, okay. So so today you've been pretty... Pretty stood there. <laughs> it was weird because it was like, it was a great show to be a part of. And it was also like, a fun time with my people. Do you know what I mean? Even the people that were hosting it were just really fun people. And it was just nice to be away with it. Like, we rolled deep. Like, there was like 15 of us. You said 
There was an interview I read actually where you said that um, I think it was last year you did a gig in Oxford or something, and and it was quite a sort of quite an important turning point for you yeah. cause, because it all changed, and yeah, you're you're sort of screwing up your face. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Do you know why? Right. You got to think at that point. I've been here, I've been in London, I've been doing my thing here. At a time where the scene wasn't really the scene, we were still figuring it out. Everybody that's lit now, at that point, we were figuring it out, that was it. So, I'm on tour, and on top of it, I'm like grateful because I wasn't on a hip hop tour. Like, I'd love to go on a hip hop tour now, but for my first tour, it was it was Young Fathers, this, this group that was based on this idea of like, we're gonna redefine genres and we're gonna create our own sound. And, and to be around those people was amazing. Being in London when I'm used to doing a particular type of show, having X amount of audience already know who I am, give me a certain amount of energy, to go from place to place to place and to not know what you're about to step out into <laughs> is crazy. And like Oxford was right in the middle and that whole day was just a piece of crap. And like, I got into an argument with this Chinese man at a brothel that was my hotel. <laughs> so lo and behold, I'm in Oxford now and I've got there already just annoyed just because I'm traveling for ages. It was like, a, the way that tour was structured was weird. We'd go from like the, this part of to England to this part to this part. And I was support, I'm on trains. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be for real, like I'm on trains. This is before tour bus nonsense. So it was long getting there. I remember. Everywhere else, like for most parts, most cities have Uber. If not, you can pretty much like quickly dial up a cab company. It's quick. Oxford, for whatever reason, I just didn't trust nothing. And like I've called one up. He's calm. I just thought, oh, here we go. He's going to think I'm a uni lad. He's going to drop the fare up. Sound mad. Lo and behold, he did. We're like two minutes away from the hotel. And he's going to me, uh, how much do you get this room for? I took my eye off the meter for a second to answer his question. I'm um, like, I don't know, like 70 or something like that. It was like a last minute booking. It was pretty cheap. He's like, oh, okay. Used to be a brothel and just stops the car. We're outside. I'm thinking outside of what? We're just in front of houses. <laughs> like, it's just houses, detached houses. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? So I've gone like to the door and then the door it says, if I'm not here, call this number. So I'm like, that's, that's, this can't be a hotel. What hotel do you get to? And upon greeting is, I might not be here. I don't want to stay here. I'm like, oh my God, what's this? Walked in, this man that's just talking real quickly at me. And I'm like, tired. He's like, leave your stuff here. So we've left it, all this equipment in the hallway and he's ushered us into this other place, which was just a kitchen. I don't know why alarm bells didn't ring at this point. He's talking quick, 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 quick. And he's like, yeah, yeah, double room, double room. And I'm like, yeah, but there's two of us. So if, you, you, no, two of us, twin beds. If you got one, bust us in there. Like, he was like, no, you pay for a double room. I said, okay, all right, bro. Come, just show me to the room. Like, I just want to put my stuff down. We're out in the morning. Like, I don't even have to stay here. I just need someone to leave my stuff. Yeah. So we've opened this door, open it. It's just double, like, you know when you turn a light on and a room goes like fluorescent white, then green? The room smelled damp. There was like this bed sheet on the table that you blatantly knew had been like starched clean. Like crisp. Crisp, but like old floral, 
like no no actual duvet, just sheets, like tucked so tightly into the bed, it was basically just wrapping a mattress. The TV was like inches away from the bed, so you had to like squeeze past, and then there was a random table there with like teas and coffees. And my boys walked into the bathroom and walked straight back out and gone, nope. So, <laughs> so this, so imagine this is my day. This is one day on tour. Bear in mind, I was getting paid X amount from this tour. Already to get there, it's cost me X amount, so I'm angry. Lo and behold, we got the money back. No, we got part of the money back. I've had to book another hotel while sitting in a pub across the road. I've just got to Oxford, yeah. I've just got here, my first time here, sitting in a pub across the road. This is a tour life. <laughs> so I was rattled. So the cabman waited for us. Imagine he waited for us. We ran up, got changed. Like, I didn't even like I didn't even have time to have a shower but because so I had to get, get back to, back to, to sound check. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like I had sound check. And like when you're support, if you don't sound check, you are pissed. They do not care. Especially if you're rolling just you and whoever's playing with you, no manager, nothing. They do not care. You have to get there for sound check. Quickly got changed, feeling ugly. You know the ones <laughs> I just feel ugly at this point. Done sound check, sitting there calling, vibed out with young fathers. Da, 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 da. Nah, every night there's X amount of time for changeover. We knew we was not up to that time. Plus, our setup that day was even simpler, so it didn't matter. There was no tables to get out of the way. There was nothing. It was calm. Playing, 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 playing. That wasn't like a huge crowd. It was a weird crowd. There was like emo kids standing there next to like couples and because like luckily with the other nights. I was on at a good time. This one for whatever, the whole thing, I think Oxford's, the, I don't know whether it was that day, but our curfew was mad early anyway. So it was people that get to gigs extra early. It wasn't like, okay, we're gonna get there in time for the support, the support's on around like eight-ish, calm, we'll get there for about eight, maybe have a couple of drinks kind of crowd. It was, we get there early this crowd. This is what we do crowd. <laughs> that are ready to just look at you and then you have the one or two darted around that will give you mad energy and start shaking it about and create. I'm like, this is this is intense. And like, but then people start to come in closer to the end. So the end is where you're really trying to build up to. And I built up to the end and I just see house lights oh. and sound missing. And I'm like, what's going on? And I just see the man standing there at the main gun. Time. Being cut like that must Psychologically, <laughs> that was oh the most like naked Listen, thing, mm. just totally pulled out of the zone. I was heartbroken. Yeah, I was heartbroken. <laughs> I remember going back to my dressing room and having one deep epiphany to my GoPro that I think still exists somewhere. I think my boy Lewis probably has the footage. Just going, yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah, like I'm done. This is, this is never happening to me again. Like. They're gonna respect me. That's that's it. That's because he doesn't have to respect me. I ain't done nothing. I have to do something. I was going through deep sadness at one point, going, nah, maybe I'm not good. To I'm amazing. He don't get it. He needs. To, he he can't work here anymore. You he know he's gonna do this to someone else. I need to save somebody else from going through this. Like <laughs> I need to like. I felt like I felt like Dexter. I need to like. I need to get rid of him. <laughs> Still working, little blood and sweat won't hurt. Money made the boy for worth. Man made the money for your soul is a worth. I don't want people to feel like I've just come 
into music, oh, here's the arty kid, he's got some ideas, let's let him make some noise for a bit. Nah, like, I'm at, I'm here, I'm here now. Yeah. So, I want to make sure my thing's done properly and I want to make sure, like, it's like having a job and having an office job. You might not be able to control everything, but you can make sure your desk at least brings you peace. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure my desk is nice. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? My desk needs to be nice. I need to. I need my desk to be one that people look past and go, oh, I want that desk. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's. I want that. So for the most part, any company, even though I'm not signed, whatever, any company, you have to work your way up. Do you know what I'm saying? You don't start at the top. I don't believe, I don't want to be an artist that is one day famous. I'd rather it have, I'd rather it be like, it takes me three years or whatever like that. And then by the end of the three years, when shit's like super blown up, people are like, yo, have you heard of Koji? And everyone's like, listen, you're so late. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like I want new fans to feel stupid. That's, that's, <laughs> this is. In a nice way. In the nicest way I can possibly mean that. I want you to feel silly for taking your time to get it because it's been great from the beginning. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's the attitude I carry with my music, which is why I take time between the releases and all that kind of stuff. And for the most part, why I take the utmost care in my show because that's the, those are the, the singular times that you get to rejoice with fans. Or not even fans, but... Like, because sometimes it might just be your family in the place. Do you see what I'm saying? Your friends in the place. But you get to celebrate the fact that, yo, we're all still alive, B. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anyone could be mad at me if I take my time to do a big London show again. Like, let's say now I did Coco, sold out Coco. Yeah. I still got to go back to my yard, which is 30 minutes away, <laughs> to go into the same masonette. My life doesn't change. I don't see anything new. I've, I've, I appreciate the love I've got from my city and, and like what I can give back to it when and where I can. But for the most part, traveling, I've never been to Amsterdam. So if it means I've got to go to the Amsterdam and play a small show, I've seen something new. Shots to the head, but couldn't execute them. Slur like a bridge, Rose Martin loafing. Loaf of Andros, half a gram gone. Had the sound down, the loud was too strong. Talk to Narshays, I guess I'm too on. Guess you guess wrong, don't make assumptions. Nothing to prove, I don't want for nothing. Nothing came first, I'm used to bluffing. Kept my head low, full gallons of gallows. Cast the first stone, then hide the hands low. Pull up the skirt, skirt. Pull up with words, words. Pull it the skirt, skirt. Whipping in worse ways. Pull it in bus case. Pull it from old ways. Couldn't fool me once, I was timid. I was smoking on my lows I was digging through the paper For the puffer too Many cemeteries Full of scripture I just lost another brother They've been waiting for me The craziest thing is London likes to carry on Like it has so much Like patriotic pride Like it don't but The one thing that we can All rejoice in Is the fact that we like To complain about it Do like, you know what I mean Like all this little Micro details We will just Nag and 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 maybe that's why It makes it great Because we might be In a hurry to fix it Who knows Maybe we don't But the first thing Anybody says When they get abroad Is like Rah even if you encounter somebody that's just nice to you, that just says good morning, yeah. it catches you're like, whoa, move back. Stop throwing it at me. Like, <laughs> Someone does that in London, you're suspicious. Yeah, yeah you're just was, like, whoa, yeah, what? Do I need yeah. to tap my watch? Do I need to yeah. take my ring? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy to just experience different cultures and find out what I need to bring to those people. Because I do believe that my music is for everyone. Do you see what I'm saying? I genuinely do believe that. And like, I think you have to respect that 
for example, do you know about Santa Claus? No. Do you know about Santa Claus? Let me tell you about Santa Claus. <laughs> right, this is this is what I'm saying. Like, people don't really take in why I say my music is for everyone. Okay, yeah, it's Dutch. You know, it's Dutch. So, someone here might listen to a song like Bamboo or see a video like Bamboo yeah. that's grown up here and interpret it as here. Okay, this is London. I recognise this. Boom, 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 boom. You've got to think about the micro details of stuff. Mm. So, I'm painted black. In Dutch culture, there's a custom associated with Christmas where, see how over here we have elves, da, 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 da. over there they have Santa Claus. Like Santa. Yeah, so like Santa, right? Now, Santa Claus, yeah, has um, a sidekick, <laughs> Zwart Pete, yeah, <laughs> right? This is Zwart Pete, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Now, obviously, people are listening and they're going to see this. Yeah. Zwart Pete is a gollywog, right? He is a slave elf to Santa Claus. But he's been made to be, like, a cultural symbol. So he's just, like, part of Christmas. Santa Claus, Pete. <laughs> right so imagine uh, every year kids want to dress up like Pete so now you're a little black kid growing up in Denmark somewhere yeah and every year there is a custom where someone paints themselves black and celebrates it as part of Christmas I had no idea of this exactly <laughs> there's so much micro details to the fuckeries of life that it's impossible for my music to not be for everyone because all I'm doing is just being honest. Yeah. I'm just, this is what happens. Yeah. Like, just because it's controversial here, someone over there might see it and just go, oh, Pete. <laughs> real talk, though, like, real yeah. talk. They might just go, Pete. So to them, it's normalised to the point where it's not even radical. That's crazy, right? How do you know when it works? Because that's interesting what you say about a sellout beat. Are you, if you've got beats that you know are sellout beats that you're keeping on the back, like one side? Yeah, I think, I think, like reality. It's like you make a record, you go into a record and you can either approach it one of how many ways. Let's say one of the ways is um, I've heard this song, I want to make a song like this. And then now you find yourself regurgitating somebody else's record. Mm. It's not to say any, any of that music is bad. It's just that process of going, oh, I know I'm a good writer. I know I can write a great song. But this Migo song is really, really, really popular and they're using this flow. Or this Future song is really, really popular and they're using this flow. Mm. Or this Tory Lanez, is really, this Drake, this J. Cole, this whatever. It's popular. I'm going to make music like that. You know. So like, if at one point... I don't know, reggaeton starts to become a world phenomenon again and I jump on a reggaeton song or whatever like it was like, you'd know. Yeah. You're like, well, red flag. But you've got, you've, got no, you've got no problem with that though. 
if I one day want to make a reggae dance, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, but I'm not gonna do it for the sake of making peak. Yeah, I don't think that that's me. Okay, I might take influence from reggae dance. Do you wanna play some music that you're? You, you, now it's up to you. You can play anything at all. You can play something that you are listening to at the moment. You can play something that you want to share. You can play something that is important to you from the past, or you know. I'll start. I'll start off with just a song I've been listening to. Okay. So you listen to everything um, on your phone. I mean, what about records? You buy records, oh, yeah, you buy yeah. vinyl and stuff like that. Or you, I, I, there, was, there was a point where I was buying vinyls a lot. Yeah. Mainly when I was working on Twenty Three Winners. I think right now I'm on my phone. I think at that point I went quite far. Like I went so into my own space, yeah. which is why a lot of the music sounds the way it does on Twenty Three Winners. Like, I go one on one extreme to the other. I don't do like I'm gonna go get some records here. Mm. I'm gonna go listen to the latest thing. It's like, no, the latest thing don't exist. I basically felt like a grandpa. I come back to things like, rah, like, this is crazy. What's this? And it's old. So that now, I'm still finding my own music that I enjoy. Like this this particular song. It's a song called, um, I think it's Gazy, but someone said Gazi, but I don't know. Okay. Um, but I heard it randomly and I don't know why. I just loved it. Like, I literally just loved it. And it's like the most mellow record, but it's got a bounce to it. And I, I respect the bounce. Because a bounce like that is hard to achieve. I don't know, in my opinion. Gotta get it, work it, flip it, spend it. Make it back, ooh, gotta get it, work it, flip it, spend it, make it back, ooh. In my mind, in my ways, getting paid, I'm a slave. And it's weird, because like, because I know recording, and I watch the screen a lot of the time, like I listen to music different. I would listen to it like how, okay, how they done that. And I like when I hear, when they've done stuff, like when they've reverbed something a specific way. And I feel like this song's just like mixed and made really well. I don't know. That's what made me take to it. I was like, yeah, it's packaged nice. Gotta get it, work it, flip it, spend it, make it back. Ooh, gotta get it, work it. It's crazy, but there's a duality to it. Like, you can decipher the verse however you want. And, like, you can make it simple or deep. That's up to you. But the latch is enough to make you just want to keep listening to it. So, like, I could talk over the verses, but you know you still like the song. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, And then you know it comes back to the bit that you like anyway. So you're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> That chorus has got a bit of Lupe about it, you know, like Lupe Fiasco. Like yeah, that, yeah. Like, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lupe's one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. Well, old Lupe. Yeah. That's crazy for me to say because I'm like so against that whole like new, old, but old Lupe. I say that as like a disgruntled fan because I'm such a fan of him. Get it, work it, flip it, spend it. 
make it back good <laughs> you said that about um about lupe mm -hmm. have you been taking much notice of the the little yachty stuff you know about the the idea of just forgetting about biggie and tupac people like that and, and just moving on because i you know um, dean blunt there's an interview i read with him this week and he was saying that he's, he agrees with that and you can see why people there would be like a, a gap between that generation and those people who love that 90s hip-hop and then and then now, so do you agree with that? That people, there's like a kind of punk element of saying no, none of that matters because this, this is what matters. Yeah, like I, I feel like you got to understand. There's particular moments of history that people choose to remember and choose to celebrate more so than others. And hip hop is a culture that's so new that its golden era is one that you want to cherish. Like you're like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold on to this. Like, I remember when this used to be great. So like, that was their generation though. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm 23, so I can say that I think I was, what, Park was shot in 93. Mm. So yeah, he was shot when I was born. So he ended when I was born. So now you're asking me, like, don't get me wrong, I have, but now you're asking me to go back and ha that, that has to be, my Bible now that has to be the pinnacle of anything great but then you can't ignore the fact that there are kids that are born in the year 2000 or like that would make you 16 now yeah and which is when you're really starting to discover music now if I'm 23 and Tupac was shot when I was born and you was born in the year 2000 you've just turned 16 are you really like like, things have moved on. Like, like, are you really going to go back and make sure? Because it's what you're... T you do have to education. make... Do your research. Like, no. Because you might be 16 and look at Aaliyah and be super deep into, like, Aaliyah's backstory. Like, the 16-year-old girl, cool, yeah, I'm into Aaliyah. I'm super... Da -da -da. And your discoveries might take you to Tupac, but it might not. It might stop at Missy Elliott. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? But... Oh yeah, I've got my golden era. I've got my own personal golden era. You can't be. What's, what's your golden era? Um, Neptune's Outcast. Okay. Neptune's Outcast, first Jamie T album, Wiz Khalifa mixtape, OG, Cushion Orange Juice, yeah, New Jabez, Modal Soul. But when I say I was listening to these things at a cluster of time, so like some of it's old, some of it's new, some of it I discovered then. What sort of age are you talking about here? I was in secondary school. I remember always walking up to Hackney Road. So I would have been in year nine or 10. Yeah, about 15. About 15, about 16, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But then at that time, that's what was, what was cool to me. That was probably the time when I started getting into Lupe. And when I started getting into like Pharrell and, and wanting to skate, it's up to me to decide what my golden era is. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you can't be mad at that. That yeah. is what it is. Like, it is what it is. Like, if, if, if my niece grows up and looks at frigging Ariana Grande, like, I might look at Madonna, I can't be mad at that. That's what she saw on television. She didn't see Madonna. No. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why would I be angry? Like, let it go. <laughs> let it go. I just tell everyone to let it go.
Let it go. Do you want to play something from that time? From, oh, from that place? Yeah, from that space and time. Yeah. Hmm. What was my... Do you go back and listen to stuff, older stuff, much? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Do you know what, do you know what song you're going to laugh that I fucking love? But I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're going to actually laugh, but... And the thing is, there's better songs... Way better songs that I enjoy a lot more, but I'm gonna play this for the the lol sake, yeah. This is the song that got me into Jamie T. Wait. If you got the money, this this one, this one, I promise. Take your girls, then I lay your cash for me. I've been watching you. <laughs> Wait, we're so saucy. Lay it out, out, and I could take a half of my friend. And otherwise they go, but it comes down, it comes down, And I was like learning bass guitar at the time, and it was simple. <laughs> I spend late nights trying to pick up love off the floor where the other brothers leave it be. I was stuck hard down the side, chewing gum. But then, the more I listen to it, he was rapping, but he's talking. And I was like, wow, wait a minute. I could do that with poetry. But if imagine if I went like this, it'd be crazy, innit? Nobody would respect it. No one, no one. That's how I want to do a tune with him. I want to do a tune with him so bad. Me to walk out that job, you keep stopping. Should tell your girl more often than loving. It's all about doors unlocking. Now you're certain. I'm being from the east. I was like, yeah, it's a But the thing is, yeah, to me, that's jazz scatting. That's not even like indie scatting, that's like jazz scatting. So I'm like, oh, right. There's a bit of everything on this, like, fuck with it. But then I really like Salvador. Um, and like money, Emily's money, gun and stuff like that, like his deeper records. Yeah, she wants money, 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 money. Well, she wants money, 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 money. But money, 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 money. Well, she wants money, 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 money. Well, she wants money, money. Where she got the money? I think it would be funny. Take your girls and pay your cash for me. Then she might be happy. No, 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 no. <laughs> 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 
Like, and the thing is, I was gassed off full circles when Darkness was doing it, not when fucking Weekend was doing it, do you know what I'm saying? So like, it was all mad to me, I was with it. Cause then she might be happy, no longer lonely, uh-oh. And now I can take her out the next day for pretty much free. It's so true, man. That's the Mac. That's how you lay the Mac down. At the time, I was working part-time. And um, I, I was like... It, it would it would be the song that I snuck into the playlist that they would let me play. Where was this? I used to do this everywhere. So like this was everywhere from French Connection to Oliver Spencer to um, Box Park. I was working in Fair Vintage. That was the last job I ever worked. I used to sneak this into the playlist all the time. It's clean. It's, it's like, it sounds like one of them songs they'd have on the CD anyway, but I loved it. <laughs> so, so, so if it came on two, three times a day, I was like, okay, they're hopeful points. Like I always timed it. So it'd come in like near first break, near when I know I could ask to go outside for a sec, near the end of the day. Cause the, the mundane life can do you nothing. You've got to give yourself little gems. Yeah. Like how people pack lunch, they get excited for their jam sandwich. They're like, I get it, man. I get it. Like, I I know your pain. I know it. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine anyone using your music in the same way? Because <laughs> because what because what you don't really yeah. and you I know that a lot of people have said this to you before, but you don't tend to get your humour. You get you it's yeah. a humour. You like you you know you reference someone like Luther Vandross or whatever yeah, in yeah. there. You know, but you don't really. A lot of your music is very serious. Yeah. You know, you said before in interviews like you mess around like you are now, and you yeah. like to talk about. You know, the, there's that playfulness with Jamie too. Yeah. So, do you think you'll make music that's more like that? Or do you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because with the next project, I've had a lot more fun. Had a lot more fun. Yeah, I think Gallons is me. Gallons on it, when it comes in, and the project makes sense, and then Gallons as a release is kind of you got to think on that song. I don't spit a word of poetry. Yeah. I, I rap. So coming from a place where I've denounced rap. Well, yeah, this is it, because you've said that you don't want to be known as a rapper. I'm not you? a rapper. I just rapped. Right, okay. <laughs> I, just, right. I rapped, like, do you know what I mean? So I, the song needed me to rap, so I rapped. And like, the problem is, I'm good at rapping. So now you want me to be a rapper. I'll rap when I want to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if I, if I don't... Because that production, because there's a hint of sort of uh, that trap thing on there. Yeah. There. Do you know what I mean? So that was what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Using that sound. That, that, yeah, just using kind of every bit of influence. I remember when the beat was played, like, it came from that place of, like, how I look at all everything that's going on. And, like, the reason why I say, yeah, play it loudly at my funeral and all that kind of stuff is because you, at the time, it's like, imagine, like, let's say, God forbid, I get my life gets taken. Like, I want to go peacefully in my sleep or, like, mid-orgasm. Who cares? Who knows? But, like, let's say my life is taken. I want people to remember at that point of me writing that I was awake do you know what I mean I, I know what's going on yeah. do you see what I'm saying it's like that whole thing shots to the head because they execute them slow like a preacher I was Martin Luther Wolf of Andros half a gram gone had the sound down the loud was too strong like you gotta think of it this way people still look to me for the for the words so for the most part my thing is I want people to just go yeah like yeah he's, he's human he just, he's, a, he's awake do you see what I'm saying? 
but there's a lot of people that want to put me on that role model. Don't, don't you get that constant thing where people say, yeah, well, he's conscious, that's, that's yeah, what he yeah. does and that's it? Yeah, no, that's, no. Like, do you know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, like, if I make a reference to stuff like um, marijuana, for example, it's like people, because people are so focused on me being this, like, super deep character, sometimes they don't know that line just means what it means. Like, had the sound down, the lad was too strong, it stunk. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So I wasn't trying to bait up the room. So I turned the sound down so that people don't come knocking because it's already loud. And then going into the to the deeper matters where it's like, pull up and skirt, skirt, like all of that I'm talking about, running from worse ways and all that stuff. I'm talking about police shootings and all that kind of stuff. And then on top of it, naturally what you would expect in terms of like the deeper message, you would like, yeah, Koji's gonna come with a deeper message. If people taking PW's verse, He's saying some things. Do you see what I'm saying? He's yeah, saying yeah. gold. Like, he's yeah. saying, oh, um, when a man's down, better lift your dogs up. This is what happened when they stripped the guards and grabbed the armor. Pastors, where's your fathers? Locks getting hot every time I leave the winter. I just pray to God they don't do me Eric Garner. Hands in the sky every time I lift the crown up. All I ever wanted was a life with no drama. Like, he said it. Like, do you know what I mean? I know everyone always wants to kind of look to me for like, nah, bro, listen to what he's saying. He yeah. said it. Like, I'm not the only voice. This is what I'm trying to say. I'm not the only voice. Everyone's awake. Everyone's aware. Everyone can do it. Americans do. Yeah. But I feel like it's because they're closer to the, the past wrongs and the woes that slavery created, etc., etc., than the rest of the world. Do you see what I'm saying? So for them, when you speak out on things like that when it comes to race, there's... Mo- there's more likely to be a community that accepts you whereas over here a lot people are a lot more passive and we're a lot more like okay we all coexist let's get on with it and i'm the same way people 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 just taking what i'm saying based on their life bro your life is one life of many do you know what i'm saying like one life of many so just because you don't like what i'm saying so what because i'll still buck you i'll still sit down we'll have a drink we'll have a talk we can just laugh i'm normal do you know what i'm saying but I can't help but, like, I've gone out randomly by myself. I've sat down, I've had a conversation with someone while I was drunk and they've told me a whole heap of story from their nation. I've gone researched it, found out it was true. I'm thinking, rah. But he's gone away going, oh, I remember that Koji kid, let me search up his music. I still want him to relate. Do you see what I'm saying? I've got to speak to a, a demographic of people of all ages. There's definitely an older generation that will listen to Kwame and Krumah for different reasons than a younger generation, yeah. and which is why they both come to my shows. One of the one of the best things I've found as I've got older is going back and hearing new things in music that I liked when I was fifteen, mm. and and the emotional impact that that has is yeah. is like even even like all today. Well, I've been listening to Safety Dance. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it again. You don't want to play it. I don't want to play it. Bang that. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been listening to Safety Dance all day, yeah. Because, obviously, I just come back from Dam. I'm in a, I'm in a good space. <laughs> I'm in a good space. And I, I, random memories pop up when I'm in a good space. I remember being in college and, like, my friends... For what, even up till now, even as my friends have shifted and da-da-da-da, I realised the one consistency is that we all pick something, one very stupid thing. It could be one small stupid thing and it latches. And God forbid you say the stupid thing because it will latch and we will never let it go. Or it could be from a TV show or a series. It could be a melody line, whatever. Yeah. Like, I know I've got friends that will remember a full Japanese theme tune, like on the spot, sing it with harmonies. Don't know what they're saying. And like Scrubs, they, they, they got really fixed on Scrubs at one point and Safety Dancers and Scrub. 
I remember you could be sitting there out of nowhere, like, because I was sitting in this room by myself, and it was mad silent. It was like this. And then in my head, I literally just heard. You can dance if you wanna. And like, they were all looking at me outside. And I was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. And I've just been playing on a loop. It's an emotional time. It's a great time for me right now in my head. We're gonna have kids soon. We're supposed to be a team. That means you occasionally have to listen to me and believe in my opinion. Like, what if we have a daughter and she wants to get her ears pierced? Irrelevant. We're not having a daughter. Okay. What if we have a son and he wants to take dance class even though all his friends are playing football? He can dance if he wants to. He can leave his friends behind. Because his friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, then they're no friends of mine. You do seem really happy and really like you're in a, a really good place. Is it been? Yeah. Is this been a good year? Is this been? It's been an awakening year, okay. and I feel like it would only make sense to come to the end of this year a little bit more conscious of what's going on, mm. reasons to be happy. Because you got to think like coming from nothing, getting a little bit of something, you're gonna do, do your best to make sure it stays, you can maintain it. This is my least, my little bit of something. Yeah. And then on top of it, wanting more. So as soon as you're offered more, it gives you the chance to look at your little something as, as if it's not enough. Mm. And make you forget where you came from in the first place. So now, where I've gone through this year and I've come to the end of this year, it's like, okay. I've strangely done a lot of the things I've dreamt of doing one day. And I've seen it now. Like, obviously the scopes have more potential to get bigger each time. For the most part, I've seen it now. Um, and there's some things I'm excited to go back and do. Mm. There's some things that I'm like, oh, bro, I thought that was going to be amazing and it wasn't. And there's things that I was put up for or, like, nominated for that at one point I was like, yeah, this is crazy. And then got to the end of it and I was like, okay, cool. I understand I can be nominated for stuff like that now. That's great. But you've, you've talked about validation mm. and, and, you know, going right back to what we were saying about that time when you played with young fathers mm. and I got the impression that that was a time when you realised you didn't necessarily need to get that and you didn't yeah. need to have that validation. You had anxiety around sort of being respected by people and yeah. sort of finding your place. So do you feel more comfortable with that now? Do you feel like you can, you know, and also finding the right audience and, and sort of just doing what you do? And yeah, I think it's just, it's just, you need humblers. Yeah. Because, like, if you was doing what you're meant to be doing, there'd be nothing to complain about. So, like, if I was doing what I'm meant to be doing to be popping in San Francisco, I'd be popping in San Francisco. But I'm not. And I'm frustrated. The frustration would come from, I don't know what I have to do yeah. to be popping in San Francisco because I'm from London. Like, this is 
this the the main thing is like making a difference like what is your life worth at the end of the day if all you're trying to do is just get a big up in your ends I mean, people from London know I love London. Make sure the rest of the world knows that we don't. We're not just tea crumpets and whatever. Like, do you know what I mean, like, there's a scene out here. Like, the scene out here now is crazy. Do you want to play someone else that you are a fan of, or? Ah, uh, yeah, calm. I know what song. I keep. I like. I like to keep switching the vibes on you. Random. Good. You're not ready for the the waves. So randomly, I imagine I heard this song, and it must be old by the time I heard it. But I've heard it, and it is what it is. And I just loved it. And then luckily, yeah. it wasn't too old. So I heard it start to come on in like clubs and stuff like that. So where did you hear this? I don't know. This is the problem. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. I just remember. And I remember loving it because it blatantly samples like, nah, I don't want to say blatantly, but the vibe I get from it. I don't want to get them in trouble when they're publishing. <laughs> <laughs> but the vibe I get from it is like a fella cootie drum pattern but it's just it's just the calmest banger <laughs> for like a give me love oh. now you the catch my shot oh. for your sake I go go touch oh. Drive around if I'm my Porsche. Baby, Pana, they say you like you are like I got you all Baby, Pana, anywhere that you go, I can follow you to go. Baby, Pana, they say you like cassava. I am big cassava. Baby, Pana, my love for you will never die. If I ever, I said you're too sweet. It's a chill that you've never seen before. My love for you will never die. Will never die. Maybe you too sweet for your baby dance to do the lapata. Make a take the papalata. If I baby viva. Maybe you too sweet for your baby dance to do the lapata. You can give my love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a banger. 
I play something to you yeah so it reminds me because I've been into this um, Pat Thomas and Evo Taylor album yeah on the back it talks about calypso rhythms and it talks about <laughs> it's this thing it says uh, they say that Lord Kitchener is the one who invented the calypso rhythm but we think you should listen to this <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you like this person but listen to this oh so this warm. is a rhythm cold that that the way that the the horns always cut through on this music is just mad. This is hard. This is hard. This is crazy. playing me like like that it's got that it's calm and it's soothing and it's got a mellowness but obviously your music <laughs> so I find that really interesting yeah do you know the craziest thing is they're there it's just not the people the songs that people talk about like for example Dear Daisy if you're talking about like banger yeah per se there was one which was Chase the Dragon which was my first attempt do you remind the fall of the leaves in the autumn? Everything looks so nice in the summer to a cold again. Evaporating like smoke or ride the high on the opium. The first hit you'll never find love like Chase the Dragon and Swat. Chase the Dragon Swat. Chase the Dragon Swat. Chase the Dragon Swat. Chase the Dragon Swat. Love is the opium of the people. Which is still an amazing song, but like. That was my first attempt. I'm gonna make a song that's like hype for everyone. Then Bamboo, which is very calm. If you listen to it, it's very spacey, it's very laid back. Open Hand was a bit more up tempo, but still quite stripped, quite laid back. 
But then, like, if you listen to songs like this and all that kind of stuff and listen to songs like Selfish... I think that you are all I need. The influence is all there. The sound of Selfish was, like, almost like a half-time jungle. So it slowed down to the pace and the patterns of, like, an Afro beat. Yeah. But, like, down-tempo enough for you to still kind of cruise to. Yeah. And, like, it took us ages to find that tempo and that rhythm and that source, but we found it in the end. Oh, where should I begin? Another Hail Mary for your sins. I hope your heart is still vacant. A heavy heart can still forgive. You'd assume a little context would help you understand my conflict. I've never been a fan of excuses. Your forms often render one useless until flip smiles don't have the same effect. I remember when I first heard uh, Saul Williams, and it was the kind of thing, the kind of music that I always say is the kind of thing that I would, I would love to play to a top deck of people on a bus. Mm. Just to be, you know, that, that kind yeah. of, that, that almost that teenage angsty kind of thing. Yeah. You just want to make people feel this kind of yeah. harshness. But, um, you know, this the demands, like, yeah. like really he's old got stuff. Record, he's like, Martin Luther King is basically that. You just kind of want to press play everywhere and just be like, ah, motherfucker, listen to yeah. this. Drown the necks of each equation and expand upon multiples of death. We were crowded in the shit pittance of a floating toilet, dreaming of an afterlife. Memories stored in a cloud, terabytes in C major. The winners of religious thinking praise books for bookends. Here is the invention of the astronaut, first nation sweat ceremony in a spaceship. I met Saul in Bristol. It's actually shouts to Marianne Hobbs for setting that up. Saul, Saul is one of them people where he said the most amazing thing to me, and it was like, I think something he might have picked up, I can't remember if it was Nina Simone, but it was like right with the urgency of somebody holding a gun to your head. If you, at that point, you feel like you're gonna die, so you're gonna say whatever. That's the urgency, the angst that needs to be in the undertone of your writing, just that blatant truth. Cause you don't know if tomorrow's kind of promised and that stuck with me. Or I might listen to like, if I want to write something like Open Hand, I'll listen to like a song like I Wanna, that song is, you probably hear it and be like, what are you talking about? But it's like, no, watch this song go off. Watch it go off. Watch it with your own eyes. Right, if you don't believe me, just come and see it. Off. <laughs> off with your head. I'm a winner, not a loser. I got Arsenal like a gooner. Making hits on my computer. I'm in space, I'm in Jupiter. Never land like Peter Pan, Peter Pan. I got the famine, Amsterdam. Smith. I blast the loudie cause I can, cause I can. I turn it up cause that's my jam, that's my jam. You thought you were bad, but not one brand, not one brand. I'm awesome. This is what I listen to when I want to get gassed and write like a bamboo and stuff. I want the bitch with some time. No, she look like a man. I want to fish with the time. I fell asleep off the sand. I want to be Bass is crazy, and this is what I'm saying. Wow. Shout out Georgie on this one. It's like one of the murder songs to play to someone for the first time when you talk to Daniel G, but it's like, you got to understand, this song, yeah, goes all the way off. There is a project coming, and like, and it's this. 
You see this, this, the same spirit you greeted me with? That's what you're hearing on the project. I've clocked it. <laughs> like, I know what's going on. Like, as far as my life experience has allowed me to. So, if you're with me, you're going to understand the journey that I'm on. If you're not, then, boy, crib. Like, go home. It's not by force. But, like, you're realizing that now. My aim is purely to make great music. And that's what I'm going to be doing from now until forever. So whenever that music comes, you'll know about it. If only you knew, I got flesh wounds bigger than you. Funny how they are when I watch my steps, where they get out of my, my shoes. If only you knew, exactly what I've been through. Make you really want to roll up, get high, sip into the bottle, see food. If only you knew, how much they pay for your silence. How much for all of that money you've saved to put on your brother consignment. So Koji Radical, If Only, which came out just a couple of months ago and is likely to appear on a new record out later on in 2018. Both uh, this and another new song, Water, which features Mahalia, who I played on a previous Away From Home podcast. They're more relaxed musically, less fraught and tense to his earlier work, uh, more accessible, I suppose, as well, which is interesting when you consider some of the things we talked about in our interview regarding the beats he uses and making a tune that connects with a bigger audience, but yet still dealing with uh, political and social issues in a way that he always has done. Thanks again to Koji, to Jenna Knight and to Kaya Milan for helping me organise the interview and setting things up. Uh, and I hope you uh, you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did uh, recording it. If you want to get in touch with me about anything at all about this podcast, uh, you can do so via at John Hillcock. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram and Bandcamp as well. All my albums that I've been buying are up on Bandcamp as well. If you fancy looking at those, you can email me awfhpod at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then it would be very nice of you to give it a like or share it with people or give it a rating somewhere uh, I thank you in advance for doing that and remember as well that Away From Home is presented in association with Calm a charity the campaign against living miserably uh, I would like to dedicate this podcast to Scott Hutchison of Frightened Rabbit who died on the 10th of May having taken his own life here's a quote I hate the idea that opening up is in any way emasculating even if it fucking is, who cares? It's good to lay yourself a bit bare and you'll feel a bit better for it. But don't think we're all the way there yet. There's sometimes regression in these things. It's hard when men should be at their most open but are clamming up again. Now is the time for men to be as gentle and open and emotionally fluent as they can be. That was Scott himself speaking to the NME in March of this year. There's a train of thought that people... Uh, and campaigns like the government's Time to Talk initiative, just sort of emptily encouraging people to talk, is actually having the opposite effect on those that are suffering. Um, it sometimes puts even more pressure and guilt onto people who have mental illness. Uh, so with that in mind, perhaps one way that could be more proactive is to support a new CALM initiative calling for the government to create an official ministerial post that will focus exclusively on suicide prevention and bereavement support, as currently there is nothing like that which exists, uh, even though in this country one man dies by suicide every two hours. 
There's a petition you can sign which calls for Jeremy Hunt to create this essential new governmental role uh, and you can find the petition and sign it by searching at change.org and calm or go to the calmzone.net website, it'll be up there as well. Uh, they're very nearly at their target of 300,000 signatures, at least they weren't quite there when I, uh, when I looked earlier. Uh, so your signature will absolutely help to get this case heard. And this is just a, a small start as well. Uh, but I'd suggest the best way to really help people, if you're not suffering yourself, is to really think about the people you know. Think about your friends and think about your family. Um, and have the coffee and listen to the record with them and have that beer. And when you talk to them, do a Larry David and try and elevate the conversation. Because you never know what you might find out. Force yourself into their head in a gentle and respectful way uh, it's not just those people who are actually suffering who should be encouraged to talk it's those around them who uh, bear the same responsibility as well uh, but for now that's just about it from me on this uh, away from home podcast as i mentioned at the start of the podcast i was in for uh, chris hawkins on the radio all last week um, there's also brilliant music that i played up on those shows from virginia wing and underground system and rachel angel and x void as well so um, check out those track lists or listen to those shows again if you get the chance um, and uh, I mentioned at the start I went to see Hayley Hendrix uh, just a few weeks ago um, she came over to do her first UK shows recently and I saw her at the Islington and she played alone and there's a child running across the road with th- some keys in his hand and the wind's blowing as if uh, Mother Nature is telling me to shut up and play some more music Anyway, uh, Hayley was self-effacing and shy and funny and honest and at one stage she talked about uh, a song that she's written being about a former flatmate and friend who she actually found hard to communicate with and how she uh, sat with her for hours but actually was unable to talk to her but ended up writing a whole song about her instead. Uh, She also played a really very, very beautiful version of this song I'm going to play you now, Blues Run the Game by Jackson C. Frank. I thought it would be a good way of ending uh, this week's podcast. Um... Given what I've just been talking about, I thought it might be a bit morose, but um, as I said to Tom Robinson the other week, it's often the sad songs which actually, well, they actually feel quite uplifting to me. And I think there's a moment on this song, uh, this, I think it's the sixth verse of this song, where Jackson C. Frank, uh, having talked about how blues run the game and how he's driven to alcohol and all sorts of other uh, ways of coping with his depression, he actually sings maybe somewhere down the line, I'll wake up older and I'll just stop all my trying, which I find very uplifting and gives me goosebumps now just talking about it. So listen out for that on this song. On this version as well, this John Peel recording, this session recording, I think from 1968, the song, the sound quality of the song actually almost seems to drop out, which is sort of strangely eerily prescient, especially given some of the things that Jackson C. Frank had to uh, cope with in his own life, which I urge you to uh, to read about if you get the chance. This is a Peel Session version of Blues Run the Game, recorded for Night Ride in 1968, and I'll be back with Away From Home number five soon. But for now, thanks for listening. Catch a boat to England, baby, maybe to Spain. Wherever I have gone, wherever I've been and gone, Wherever I have gone, the blues are all the same. Maybe tomorrow, honey, someplace down the line, 
I'll wake up older So much older, mama I'll wake up older And I'll just Stop all my trying There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.